And here we go. Here we go on this Monday. It is November 21st, 2022, which means there are just a very few weeks left in this entire year. Good evening. Uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, it's your main Chip Washington, host of <laughs> this fine radio show called Real Talk Memphis. Very happy to have you with us wherever you are. I hope that uh, uh, you had a good week. I hope you had a good weekend. You know, every day above ground is a good day. So just try to keep that in mind. Uh, of course, uh, we're here for the next hour uh, to provide information and edification and maybe a little entertainment as well. We have a, a pretty good uh, guest lineup this evening. So we hope that you will stick around for the ride. Now, before we move any farther in, how do we get this fine piece of radio broadcast? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that question. You know, inquiring minds will get an answer to it. Right now, we are on 91.7 on your FM dial, WYXR, live and local, on air and online. We are also on the WYXR app. You can catch us on the TuneIn, T-U-N-E-I-N, app. Uh, we are on Facebook Live. And uh, we will be on uh, YouTube uh, when the show posts tomorrow uh, afternoon sometime. And speaking of that, as we are a podcast, you can uh, catch us or anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, the show will post sometime tomorrow afternoon. And then it will be available on, on podcast platforms all over the country. So you actually have zero excuse uh, to miss uh, what we try to put down here on Monday evenings. Uh, as I said uh, a couple of minutes ago, we have a good program for you tonight. Our first guest up uh, is uh, Sarah Carpenter. Sarah is the executive director of The Lift Memphis. And it's an organization you've heard of and uh, seen, uh, no doubt. Uh, they are advocates for education. Uh, they are, they're all about a better education for our young people uh, so they can uh, ground themselves and get grounded and, 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 and move up the ladder for a better future. Uh, they also have uh, some uh, pretty strong opinions on uh, the next superintendent search and a few other things. So we'll be talking to Sarah in just a couple of minutes. Also, uh, a little bit later on, we will be talking to my friend, Mr. Brian Red Fox Harris. Uh, Brian, of course, is one of the folks uh, who really has taken a leadership role uh, in uh, the annual uh, feeding event called Men Feast. Uh, it will be on Thanksgiving Thursday. Uh, and, of course, uh, uh, the Mississippi Boulevard uh, Christian Church is really sort of the, uh, I guess, the, the lead uh, agency, a lead church in all of this. But uh, this year, uh, they have expanded uh, operations. They are going to have more locations, uh, and they are going to have more ways to be able to serve a lot more people. Brian will talk to us about that a little bit later on. And in the second half hour of the show, uh, one of my longtime friends and a very popular news anchor in this town. Her name is Darcy Thomas. And Darcy is, of course, on Fox 13, 5, 6, uh, 9, and 10 p.m. newscast. And uh, this is the first time she's been on this show. And um, we'll have her, of course, in the second half hour. And she'll tell us about what it's like to do news, uh, you know, in this day and time. She's been doing it a long time and uh, be very uh, interested in getting her take. Uh, well, first things first, if you celebrated a birthday over the weekend or you have one today or you have one this week because I won't see you again until next Monday, this is the time of the broadcast when we tip our hat to you. And if you guys are watching me on Facebook, was that? 
What was that? Okay, I'm sorry. There's a noise here. I think there's a fire drill or fire alarm or something going off. So if, if you hear that noise, that's what it is. But to get back to what I was saying, uh, this is the time of the broadcast where we celebrate you for making another trip around the sun. Uh, but we can't do that until I say, hit it, Lola. Yeah, they're doing these, uh, these uh, fire drills, fire alarm drills. How convenient is doing being done right right during my show? How nice, guys. Happy birthday is going out to Stacy Lanier. Happy birthday to Carmen Riccio Thompson. David Porter. Yeah, that's that's the David Porter, the music man David Porter. Celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday to Arthur Horn, attorney. Happy birthday going out to Raven Douglas Roberts, Gail White. Van Zella Washington and another friend of mine, Miss Denise Dean. And before I continue the birthdays, uh, we do a very special event over the weekend uh, for a very special young lady. Happy belated birthday to Yvonne Montague. Now, Miss Yvonne uh, is 80 years young. 80 years young. Doesn't look anywhere near it. But anyway, uh, we had a nice birthday party for her over the weekend uh, event, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So, happy birthday. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Lola has one. Yes, dear. Turn your mic on. You tell me what Lola's got one, y'all. Happy birthday, Lena Miles. Love you. Lena Miles celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to each and every one of you, and we will see you again next year for your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Lola. Ah, that was very, very nice. So uh, we were saddened uh, to hear the news uh, today that evangelist Louise Patterson, uh, the uh, the wife and widow of uh, Bishop G.E. Patterson, uh, died yesterday. Uh, she was 84 years of age, and uh, of course, uh, and just just a, just a really classy uh, you know uh, person who cared about so many other people, uh, put everyone first and put herself last. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, they're very sad to hear that news and uh, may her memory always be a blessing uh, to each and every one of us. So some news and notes. Uh, and this is going to this could change some some things in terms of the criminal justice system. Uh, and I say that to say that the Tennessee Supreme Court last uh, Friday has said that life sentences. Now, listen to this for juvenile offenders is unconstitutional. So uh, basically, uh, think about the two young men, the 15-year-olds, uh, who were uh, indicted, and they've been trying to decide whether or not, uh, because of they, they killed uh, a Reverend uh, Easton Williams, uh, Artura Easton Williams, uh, they've been going back and forth. Should we send them to adult court, to adult jail, or should we leave them in uh, the juvenile justice system? Well, according to the Tennessee Supreme Court, uh, this is the— a big question, and maybe you're taking the question out of the equation now. Uh, but I don't know how that will satisfy people, and and or maybe embolden young people to commit even more heinous crimes uh, under the age of uh, 18 years old. Because if you're a juvenile and uh, they take you to juvenile court if you committed a crime, uh, you're eligible to be out by 19 years of age. So that's going to be real interesting to see how that plays out going forward. First, there were three. Now there are four. Four men have been arrested and indicted 
in the uh, Young Dolph murder case. Of course, uh, Young Dolph was killed just about a year ago, uh, just about a year ago back. And, of course, as I said, they had the two individuals uh, in custody, and then they arrested Hernandez Govan. Uh, he's, the con- he's the one that has been considered to be the mastermind. He's the one that uh, the DEA's office says is the one that plotted uh, the murder uh, of Young Dolph. Uh, he is also he, he, he made his court appearance last week and he said he was not guilty. Uh, he put in a plea of not guilty. Then they arrested Jermarcus Johnson. Now, Jermarcus Johnson uh, was wanted for conspiracy to commit first degree murder. He was actually in court this morning. It was a bond hearing and he was given a bond of three hundred thousand dollars. I'm to understand that Jermarcus Johnson is the half brother of uh, of of uh, of the, one of the uh, the initial suspects uh, that was uh, arrested in this case for first degree murder. So yeah, there's and I'm hearing that there, there's a possibility that this is not over yet. There could even be more arrest. So MPD is looking for 20 individuals, 20 uh, in connection with a shoplifting event at the White Haven Walmart store last night. They all just kind of walked in. Uh, apparently, uh, many of them did have weapons. They did not show or brandish them, but they went on a nice shopping spree last night, and they took a whole lot of items. It was over. It was twenty. Then I heard this afternoon it might have been more than that. So police are looking for these individuals uh, in question. Uh, many of us were a bit surprised to hear about the uh, club shooting uh, in uh, Colorado Springs over the, the weekend, where five people were killed and over twenty were wounded at an LGBTQ bar. Uh, you know, again, in Colorado City in the middle of the night. Uh, the suspect in question uh, was uh, detained. Uh, he uh, is still in the hospital. He has some injuries as well. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm hearing that the prosecutors are looking at hate crime charges because apparently when he walked in the club, he had a long gun, uh, AK-15 assault rifle, and he immediately started firing. As soon as he walked in the door, he started firing and shooting at people. So, uh, you know, again, uh, he has been arrested, uh, but he is in the hospital, uh, you know, at this particular point in time. Uh, So um, back to the local aspect of things for a minute. Two high ranking administrators have been cleared after an investigation uh, through the uh, Memphis and Shelby County school system. But they are no longer employees of the system. John Barker and Yolanda Martin uh, have. retired and resigned respectfully from their positions after being cleared uh, of any wrongdoing after an investigation. Uh, The search for a new new superintendent uh, is scheduled to be completed uh, by July of next year. Now they are, uh, you know, getting themselves together. The board is, uh, there is going to be a national search Uh, put into play here. Uh, So we will see what happens. I'm going to ask my first guest, Sarah Carpenter, about that in just a minute. So, okay, this is uh, the week of Thanksgiving. And, of course, uh, with the uh, Thanksgiving comes uh, two things, a lot of heavy travel uh, and also a lot of shopping. Uh, So uh, I saw today, at least I paid attention and noticed, that there is now a Black Wednesday in addition to Black Friday. So you can actually go 
before Thanksgiving to some stores uh, to try to find some deals. Or you can do the usual thing after uh, Thursday and get up at the crack of dawn early Friday. But I'm to understand there are some stores that are going to be open on Thursday evening as well. So it's kind of nuts and it's kind of crazy. Uh, last thing, uh, the Memphis Tigers football team won this weekend, which makes them bowl eligible. So congratulations to them. And the Memphis Tigers uh, are going to be without John Morant, their all-star point guard, for two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain. So we will see how all that plays out. All right. That is a quick look at news and notes on this Monday. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to start things off uh, with uh, Ms. Sarah Carpenter. She's the executive director of The Lift Memphis. I am Chip Washington. You are who you are. We will be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center season, presenting the Orchestra Unplugged, Vivaldi, The Four Seasons, on Thursday, November 17th. Robert Moody and members of the Memphis Symphony Orchestra will bring you inside the mind and music of Vivaldi to discover new connections and meanings to this group of four violin concertos. For more information, visit orpheum-memphis.com. Support for WYXR comes from Farmburger. Farmburger is your neighborhood grass-fed burger joint located in the East Atrium of Crosstown Concourse, offering custom grass-fed burgers, seasonal salads, and more. Farmburger takes pride in their grass-fed beef and partners with local farmers such as Home Place Pastures, Bonnie Blue Farm, and Marmalou Farms. For more information, visit farmburger.com. Music meets you wherever you are. A great record finds you, and the trick it pulls off is that it records you. The music always remembers who you were when it first hit you, and for the rest of your natural-born life, wherever you go, music can take you back to whoever you were. At Loaded for Bear, the way we approach art and brand design is to find our clients wherever they really are, meet them there, and create lasting work that captures who they are. Just like y'all, we're from Memphis, and we're listeners. Loaded for Bear is proud to ride for WYXR and community radio anywhere. WYXR needs volunteers for Raised by Sound Fest on December 3rd. We hope you will join us for the big day and help make the festival happen. To sign up for volunteering, visit wyxr.org slash get dash involved. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Real 
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Very happy to have you uh, with us and very happy to have our first guest with us. I know she's very busy. Then uh, I have a meeting going on tonight, so she's been gracious enough to give us a few minutes. She is Sarah Carpenter. She is the executive director of The Lift Memphis, which is a, a uh, community you know, um, action group. Uh, of parents and concerned citizens about the the uh, educational quality of our uh, our students are getting and uh, a lot of issues pertaining to the uh, school district and Sarah thanks for coming on real talk I really appreciate it I feel honored Jim to be here well listen uh, 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 I want to talk a little bit uh, about uh, uh, some of the the, the, the more pressing uh, uh, events of the day in reference to our school system but for people who really don't know or understand what the, the Lift Memphis is, explain to uh, our listeners what your organization is all about. Chip, it's the Memphis Lift, and we got started in 2015. The Memphis Lift, okay. Group, yeah, right. Yeah. A group of parents that wanted to see something different in this city. And we knocked on 10,249 doors in the first six months. And we knew we were on to something. And I've been out here screaming and shouting for decades. And... I, I knew we were on to something. So we had some money left over when we started the Memphis Lift. Well, you know, uh, you have you have you have been in the news uh, about a lot of issues, especially uh, the last superintendent uh, of education uh, that we had who was no longer. Uh, now there is a search on for the new superintendent. Uh, you had spoken a lot about uh, really uh, you were very concerned as an organization and group about test scores. Uh, right. within the system. Explain that a little bit. Well, at, at that time when I spoke out, I think we had got word on 11% of our kids were reading on grade level, mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, people celebrating and celebrating for what? 11% is not a big number, you know, and then it came up to 17%, still not good enough. We want 100% of our children reading on grade level. I'm concerned now about the high schoolers. You know, they focusing on three through eight, but we got to worry about our high school because those are the people, kids that's out there, can't read, out here murdering people in our city. We These kids deserve a chance. And when I say kids, I mean from, from five to 18. So you're, school. so you're saying that, that, that every everyone needs to be included in terms of of, exactly. of, of the the uh, the process, uh, right. and, and 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 clearly uh, th there there have been some gaps, uh, you know, uh, in certain areas. What is your relationship? Would you say with the the current Memphis and Shelby County School Board themselves? I think I got a good relationship with them. I, I think that when people see you out there yelling about an issue and they don't know who you really are and know what you really stand for, they think you're just yelling to be yelling. I'm not yelling to just be yelling. I'm I'm very concerned about our children. I lost my grandson last year, a 17-year-old, oh, no. to gun violence, you oh, know. No. And when you when you hear a detective tell you that that the boy that killed my grandson thought he had a $10,000 bond, but it was a million-dollar bond. That sent up another red flag for me. I got a lot of red flags that go up. Mm. But, I mean, that mean a system failed this young man also. 
there have been uh, reports uh, that the uh, district has uh, has uh, wants to remove the charter from seven schools. Uh, you know, in in within the city, uh, and a lot of those are, are some of the lowest performing schools. Uh, you know uh, that we've seen before. Do you have any uh, any take on no, that? No, they about that? talking about they are talking about charter schools. Okay, but what about what about the low performing schools that's been failing for decades in our district? And I, I got a list. I didn't bring it in here with me, but I got a list of schools that's been on the priority list, failing list, basically for decades. Come on now. So, I mean, you got to think about, and I thought about this last week. I was in Utah when I heard the news, and you got you got charter schools that started, but you got to look at where those kids were when they got to that charter school. Mm-hmm. You know, and they talking about charter schools. And, Chip, I want to make this very clear and don't let nobody get it twisted. I'm not an advocate for charter schools or district schools. I'm an advocate for great schools for every child. And that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Period. Point blank. So right. Let, let, so so let's talk a little bit about the uh, the the uh, new search for a new superintendent. Now, uh, lately, it seems as if the board is getting a bit of heat uh, from the community. Of course, I know your your organization was upfront uh, by saying, but while you are conducting this search. Let us not forget about the parents and, and, and some of the community folks that need to be involved in this process. How important is it for you uh, that the community play a, a vital role in the next uh, selection of a new superintendent? It's very important, very, very important to me. But, Chip, I got to say, you see this blue ribbon on my shirt? I do. The Memphis Nip have formed a blue ribbon parent group. I wish I could take you in there and let you see the parents. Take my computer in there, but I have to unhook a lot of stuff. Yes, but if you want, if you want me to, no, I no, will. No, I, no, 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 no. I don't, have, I don't have to prove anything. Those parents are in there building out a profile for the next superintendent. And last Monday night, I got selected to be on the advisory committee for the search for the next superintendent. So you won't be hearing my voice. You, I'll be bringing the parents and community voice to the table. Did you did you think that uh, before all of all of that attention uh, being focused on and now and now and now the 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 uh, the assembly of of, of, a, of a blue ribbon panel, uh, you know, clearly got got somebody's attention. I, I did see a story where the the local chamber uh, 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 president uh, Beverly Robinson and a lot of those folks over there saying there needs to be a a, a real plan in, in place in in terms of a, a definitive timetable as to when uh, does it bother you that it is going to take uh, the remainder of this school year and uh, they Look, say the, yeah, bo- it, the board says it, it won't be until July of next year uh, before they have a new uh, one selected I really think that they should move it a little swifter than that because I mean it's a whole lot of I've been a lot of different states and cities and it's people looking for superintendents and if you wait that long, people not going to be applying to come here, you know. So I feel like they should make the decision before then, like May maybe. So it'll give time enough for that person to get in here and do what they need to do. Do you have a pref- Do you have a preference, uh, Sarah, whether uh, it is a, a local person or someone from out of state or just someone who is very qualified to lead this district? I just want somebody qualified to lead this district and 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 work with parents and community. That's all. I don't care if they from South Memphis, North Memphis, Hawaii, wherever. As long as they qualified to lead this district and re- willing to work with the parents, parents is to play a vital role in their kids' educational journey. 
Well, it seems as, as, as if your organization is, is sort of leading that effort uh, from the community-wise and, and, and talking about the fact that you have so many parents in the other room that are really – so do you all have a list of things uh, that you want uh, to uh, address with the school board or want to meet with them about? I mean, do you have there, – are there, some, are there some definitive points that you want to make or at least bring to their attention in terms of bringing in a new superintendent? Exactly. That's what we're working on now, too. That meeting going on in there in the next room is about building a profile for a superintendent. And we plan to take these. We want to interview two people. I know on the top of our list, and that's Kaya Henderson, used to be the superintendent in D.C. And that moved the needle for children. And Joel Klein used to be the superintendent chancellor in uh, New York. And th those people we know moved the needle for children. And, and guess what? What's that? Joel Klein was not a traditional superintendent. When when uh, Mike Bloomberg appointed him, he was not the traditional superintendent. Is, uh, so it don't it don't matter where they come from, as long as they they listen to the parents and involve the parents. That's what we got to get back to. I feel that. Uh, are these two individuals that you mentioned, I mean, have, have, have has there been any interest expressed in any of this? Are they even aware of this? Or are these just some folks that you would like to, to maybe include no. in the conversation? No, no, no. What we're doing, we're not going out looking for a superintendent. We are building a profile of what a great superintendent, I got you. I got the characteristics you. of a great superintendent. We're not going looking for nobody. I, still, I trust the board. And I trust they're going to do the right thing. We can't do nothing but the right thing at this point in this city, Chip. We can't do nothing but the right thing. And we're going to be there holding their feet to the fire. Well, listen, uh, you know, we, we appreciate you uh, and your organization. And, you know, you have, you, have, you have a clear design on our children's future and uh, the education of our children. So we know, or at least that we're hopeful, that you're going to have some some uh, pretty good creative input uh, as to the selection of a new superintendent. But thank you, Sarah. I know you have a big meeting to go to there. And thank you for taking the time to come on the show tonight. I appreciate to talk to you today. inviting me. I really do. Thank you. Call me anytime. Thank you, Sarah. You have a great evening, okay? You too. All right, take Bye -bye. care. Sarah Carpenter, ladies and gentlemen, she's the executive director of the, the uh, Memphis Lift, and of course, the uh, Memphis Lift is an organization that is dedicated uh, to the improvement of our educational system as pertains to our children. And you heard what she said, you know, we just want folks to pay attention to what we're doing out here, and we, we need people to, to you know, to, so, to support this effort. Uh, so again, you know, if you have a child in the system uh, and you care about, uh, you know, what goes on uh, academically in terms of their future, uh, you know, you might want to you might want to get a hold of Miss Sarah or or keep a very close eye on things because it absolutely um, is one thing uh, I got out of that conversation. Uh, they are absolutely going to be paying attention and they are going to be providing input as well. So we thank Sarah for coming on the show. We're going to take our, our next break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, shift gears and talk about how we normally think during this season. This is the holiday season. Uh, you know, folks uh, want to give back. There are so many folks who are so deserving, uh, you know, of, 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 of so many things uh, that they don't have. Uh, this is uh, time for the annual MEM Feast uh, that will take place uh, this Thanksgiving Thursday. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about that with my next guest after this break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll be right back.
If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. A full day of free live music is on tap at WYXR's Raised by Soundfest, sponsored by Mempho Presents. Spend the day at Crosstown Concourse on Saturday, December 3rd, to see performances by Mac Rowe, Welkstall, Lemons, Doll McCoy, EDX Tico, Knotts, and Aaron Ray. Two ticketed fundraising events wrap up the fest. Big Star's 50th anniversary of number one record at Crosstown Theater, and a DJ after party with Andrew Van Weingarten and Bodywork. Plus, Kevin Morby will kick things off on November 30th for the opening of This Is A Photograph exhibit. Go to RaisedBySoundFest.com for details and ticketing info. This is Natalie. This is Meredith. And this is Charlotte. We are not. It's been a minute since we've played. What could possibly get the band back together? Raised by Soundfest. We'll be playing WIXR's first festival on Saturday, December 3rd. And we'd love to see you there. For more information, visit supported by the Orpheum Broadway season. Presenting the return engagement of the musical Dear Evan Hansen, November 29th through December 4th. Dear Evan Hansen is the personal and contemporary musical about life and the way we live it. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Very happy to have you with us. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, as we get into the uh, latter parts of the year, especially into November, uh, our thoughts turn to to helping other folks. Uh, you know, our, our city is challenged, uh, like a lot of other places, uh, and a lot of folks uh, don't have. Uh, but there are organizations and groups uh, that come together, especially as we get close to Thanksgiving, uh, that try to make things a little bit easier and at least that day a little bit better. One of my guests, or not one of my guests, my next guest uh, is one uh, who is very involved in the Mem Feast uh, event that happens on, on Thanksgiving Day Thursday. His name is Mr. Brian Harris. And Brian, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming on Real Talk again, man. Chip, I appreciate you having me again, brother. Listen, uh, I'm told that uh, the uh, the Mem Feast uh, event, which is always very successful, uh, you know, every year because of uh, all of the, the partnerships and all the folks coming together uh, to provide so much in the volunteer efforts and everything else. Now, you belong to Mississippi Boulevard Christian Church, which is uh, really sort of the anchor church uh, in terms of this event. Am I correct in that? You are correct, sir. And, and, and I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Oh, we are the anchor church to your point. Yes, yeah. sir. So, so, and, and but, but, uh, and being uh, that there's a lot that goes into putting all of this together. And I'm to understand uh, this year, uh, it is, it is bigger than it's ever been. And you really have a lot more partners involved in this uh, and even some food trucks. So I'm going to let you kind of lay out uh, what folks can expect this year, because I mean, you, you all are really branching out all over the community. Absolutely, Chip. So to your point, uh, this is year number four, uh-huh. and this will be the biggest year ever due to the fact we've expanded locations and we're going deeper into the community. So this year we have five churches participating. We also have five community centers. Yeah. We're going to utilize about seven food trucks to help take the food from the anchor church or the hub location to distribute to those other 10 locations uh, and it's going to be big. And, and the good thing about it, there are no questions asked. There's no limit to the amount of plates you can get. You know, we have people come up and say, hey, I need 10 plates. No questions asked. We gave it to them. Mm-hmm. We want everybody to come out and be a blessing and experience the love of Thanksgiving with uh, their extended family. So you mentioned uh, the uh, the five additional churches and uh, the community centers. What was uh, the deciding factor? Uh, you said this is year number four. What was the deciding factor in, in spreading this out? Because generally, you know, like I said, usually at one location and folks have to come. But, but I guess that you're sort of making it easier, you know, on folks to be able to uh, stay in their particular, you know, areas of town. Uh, and, you, and, you, and you cater to them and you serve them as well. What was the thinking about uh, doing that? Yeah, that's a great question, Chip. I think the biggest thing is that as leaders, we have to meet people where they are. And in the past 30 years, when the nonprofit had it before they you know, went away and we picked it up, was that it was always done at the Cook Convention Center mm-hmm. in downtown Memphis. Mm-hmm. Everybody does not have access to downtown. The first year we did it, we fed 750 people at City Hall. Then we thought about it because after every meeting, you always do a debrief. Sure. And we said, hey, why not take this to the people where they are and right into the community? So when we did that, it just got stronger legs and continued to grow and grow and grow. And now going to the community centers and the neighborhoods is even bigger. The same thing with these spoke churches as well. Yeah, that that uh, you know, I think there was one key trigger that 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 caught my attention with what you said. We have to meet people where they are. And, uh, you know, not everybody is in one location. Uh, was there a, a particular process in selecting uh, the particular churches, uh, partnering churches and these new community centers? Uh, was, there, was there a process uh, or did they come to you? Or how did, how did, how did the choices, uh, particular choices come together? That's a great question. So, again, during the debriefing process, we went through and we evaluated zip codes. For example, 38106, South Memphis, 38114, South Memphis, where I reside, is a food desert. Many parts Mm. of certain segments of the city are food deserts. So when we explored it and looked at it in partnership with the city of Memphis, we were very strategic on what churches we selected, uh, like Dr. Gina Stewart at Christ Missionary Baptist Church. Uh, Then right on the other end of South Parkway, Martin Temple CME Church, and also Mount Pisgah, uh, which is in the historic Orange Mound District right. and Heritage Church in North Memphis. Same thing with community centers, uh, Whitehaven, Frazier, Raleigh. Those same areas were selected for that very reason. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Brian Harris. He is one of the uh, the organizers 
for the Mem Feast uh, event, uh, big event, uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, sharing for all those uh, who are homeless and hungry uh, on Thanksgiving Day uh, and, uh, you know, really expanding uh, this thing out uh, this year. And uh, you said uh, you mentioned food trucks. How many food trucks? And you said that the food trucks are going to be be the ones that are going to be distributing the food to the various where the community centers and, 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 and other churches and things like that. Yeah, that's correct, Chip. So the whole thought process behind the few food trucks is that they're mobile. So think about it. So we go to a particular community center and the turnout's not that great. They can crank up the trucks and drive to another area Okay. Uh, with those plates. So it's just making sure that we have a circular motion around the city and we're able to get there quickly based on the need or where the demand is. So, you know, in, 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 in doing that and in trying to put something uh, together this, this, this large I would imagine it takes uh, tremendous amounts of volunteers. Now, I do know uh, that uh, when it comes to the spirit of giving uh, volunteerism here in the city of Memphis, uh, you know, we're second to none. Uh, do you have uh, enough volunteers? Are you recruiting for more? Or are you turning away volunteers at this point in time as you yeah. get closer to the event? Yeah, at this point in time, I tell you, it's been a blessing. We're actually turning away volunteers. Oh, wow. and we have over 200 hands. Uh, we put a link out for people to volunteer for uh, different shifts uh, because to your point when you do something to this magnitude it doesn't start thanksgiving day it actually started today by assembling these backpacks and not only are you going to get a meal you're going to get a backpack oh, wow. for toiletries um you know socks things of that nature uh to send on your way as well so volunteers are capped but I'm just blessed to say that within the first 48 hours, every ship was filled by people wanting to serve, and uh, it's 100 percent filled. Well, that well, that's absolutely wonderful, and, and and that backpack idea, and I mean, you know, are you still, you know, are you, so what kind of things are you mentioned? Some of the things, uh, you know, that that people can can expect, you know, with that. I know socks are very big big deal, you know, for, for a lot of the population out here, toiletry items and things like that. Are you guys, you guys feel good about all that this year in terms of? The oh, absolutely. And uh, our partners, and I pulled out some more things here. So there's tuna fish in here, yep. crackers, additional snacks. Uh, so we have over 500 bags filled with these things uh, ready for distribution as well. And, you know, I, I think you said something at the very beginning of this where, you know what, we don't ask any questions. There is no shame. There's no interrogation. If the need is there, come, we will provide for you on that day. And I think that's an extraordinarily important message that people really need to understand that, you know, th this isn't some catch all. This is us giving to you, uh, the community, and we want you to fellowship with us and we want you to be able to enjoy the day, get some good hot food, uh, have some fellowship and really enjoy this opportunity without feeling anything other than thankful. That's absolutely right. And not only that, you know, we're going to have a DJ. Uh, John Best will be at Mississippi Boulevard and Stan Bell will be at Gina Stewart's church. So it's not just a situation where you're coming through a drive through or getting plates or if you elect to eat on site, you're going to have some entertainment as well. Because, again, I believe in partying with a purpose. Uh, we want to be a blessing and show people they are loved in spite of their circumstances or someone else's circumstances. But before I let you go, tell uh, our listeners about – uh, I guess, how they can find out more information or, or you know, the, the contact numbers or, 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 or just the floor is yours. Whatever you want our, our, our listeners to know so they could pass on this information to whomever, uh, let us know. Yeah, so I appreciate that, Chip. So the main way to find out more information 
is to go to the boulevard.org. Again, the boulevard.org, or you can call uh, the church office at 901-729-MBCC. But I will say in closing that again, this is all about the community. Uh, it's bigger than just people being homeless. It's people that are hungry. Uh, it's people in your neighborhood who may be elderly, who you're looking out for, sick and shut in. Uh, we see a lot of that too. And the biggest story I told on another station was, is that I had a person say that uh, she was the only person left in her family. Her husband just died. She outlived her children. And if it wouldn't have been for Memphis, she would have been alone. And she's just grateful that the city of Memphis, Mississippi Boulevard, other partnering churches and organizations thought enough to put this on to take care of our community. Uh, one final question. What time does this event begin? Yeah, this event begins at all locations at 10 a.m. sharp, and it will run to 1 p.m. So 10 a.m. sharp and will end promptly at 1 p.m. Well, listen, man, uh, it's, it's just an incredible effort. Uh, it, 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 and I know that there are a lot of partners uh, besides the ones that you were mentioned. City of Memphis is one of them as well. Uh, that, 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 that put into a lot of hard work and effort into this, uh, uh, you know, event, uh, just, just, just to give folks, you know, a sense of belonging, uh, in a sense, uh, to know that they haven't been forgotten, even though they feel like it sometimes. And so, uh, Brian, I commend you and all of the uh, folks, uh, who are working hard, uh, on this event. I know there's a lot of work to be done between now and Thursday. But thank you, my friend, for coming on the show and, uh, and, and filling us in. I really appreciate it. God bless you and all the folks who are involved in this year's Men Feast. Chip, as always, I appreciate you. And uh, real talk, as you always do, and keep being real, man. I appreciate you, brother. God bless, man. Talk to you soon. Brian Harris, ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, one of the uh, organizers from the, uh, the uh, Hub Church, uh, which is Mississippi Boulevard, uh, talking about this year's Memphis uh, event. That, that, that's going to be amazing. And listen, if you need to go, if you want to go, go. Uh, because, uh, you know, this day is for you. Uh, hearts are open, and uh, we want to make sure that you're going to be okay, uh, especially on the day of Thanksgiving. Uh, so we're going to take our final break, and when we come back, we're going to shift gears and talk to uh, a very popular and longtime uh, news broadcaster in this town. This Beside myself. No, this is <laughs> this is Real Talk Memphis on a Monday evening. I'm Chip. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is Will Goodwin, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. Just like WYXR, Crosstown Brewing supports Memphis music and our neighbors who use their talents to make it. Our beers can be found at our 3,000 square foot tap room right here at the Crosstown Concourse and at your favorite bars, restaurants, and stores throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, and Eastern Arkansas. Enjoy. WYXR supported by GPAC, presenting Australian guitarist Tommy Emmanuel on Friday, January 13th. 
Tommy Emmanuel is known for his fingerstyle technique, live performances, and use of percussive effects on the guitar. More information at gpacweb.com. WYXR needs volunteers for Raised by Soundfest on December 3rd. We hope you will join us for the big day and help make the festival happen. To sign up for volunteering, visit wyxr.org slash get dash involved. Raised by Soundfest is coming December 3rd. Go to raisedbysoundfest.com for more information. A full day of free live music is on tap at WYXR's Raised by Soundfest, sponsored by Mempho Presents. Spend the day at Crosstown Concourse on Saturday, December 3rd, to see performances by Mac Rowe, Welkstall, Lemons, Doll McCoy, EDX Tico, Knotts, and Aaron Ray. Two ticketed fundraising events wrap up the fest. Big Star's 50th anniversary of number one record at Crosstown Theater, and a DJ after party with Andrew Van Weingarten and Bodywork. Plus, Kevin Morby will kick things off on November 30th for the opening of This is a Photograph exhibit. Go to RaisedBySoundFest.com for details and ticketing info. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, Monday evening. Uh, really happy to have you with us. Let me do a, a quick Facebook uh, live roll call here. Um, Michael Harris uh, is joining us, of course. Uh, I see Darcy Thomas. I see her. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. But but uh, I, I, let, me, let, me, let me do my roll call here before we bring on Darcy. Uh, Tamara Rose is here with us tonight. Pa- Patricia Rogers. Patricia A. Rogers is watching us this evening as is Shirley Aguilera Logan, Catherine Logan. Johnny Johnson is uh, walk, uh, watching us tonight. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not saying so much hi to me. They're saying hi to my next guest, which is, uh, as I said before the break, uh, a longtime well-known uh, Memphis news broadcaster. I've known her for, for, for a very long time. Uh, you can catch her each and every weekday, weeknight at 5, uh, 6, uh, 9, and 10 o'clock. I think I got them all. <laughs> she is Darcy Thomas. And Darcy, it is so good to see you, my friend. How are you tonight? I am well, sir. I am well. Doing okay. Got that got that smooth thing. She even got the smooth voice going even on this interview. You know, she's like, all is well. All is well. Anyway, <laughs> it's so good to have you. Uh, this is the first time I've been able to get you on this broadcast. And uh, I know that some of your colleagues are, are checking you out as well. Uh, when I posted that you were going to be on the show, uh, there were more than a few folks who were very anxious and excited that you were going to be on. So that means that, you know, you have a few fans out there, my dear. One or two, my husband, you know, my children. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, outside the house, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abs- Absolutely. It's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. So you know, you uh, you were um, uh, you were uh, given the great opportunity uh, to follow another broadcast legend in this town, 
uh, Merle Purvis when she uh, retired, and uh, you know you have you have uh, uh, filled the seat quite comfortably. Uh, may I add, as I said, you've been doing this for a while now. So, uh, it, was it really much of an adjustment for you to uh, to, to to do the uh, to do the evening shows? Um, I don't think it was necessarily an adjustment because anchoring is anchoring. Yeah. So that wasn't an adjustment by any means, but it was um, a little overwhelming to step into such shoes, I think. Um, You know, Merle has been such an icon for so many of us in this broadcast business, but also just for, she's beloved with our viewers. Mm -hmm. And to be able to step into those shoes um, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. I knew those shoes were not going to be comfortable per se, um, <laughs> but I knew that all I could do was do my best. Um, she is just truly an amazing human being. Um, but she told me something that I will never forget uh, when she was passing that baton on to me. And she says, when you sit in that chair every single night, she says, just love Memphis love this city, love this community, and they will love you. And those were her words. And that's what I have really um, put an effort toward every single night, just doing my absolute best. I love this community. It's been fantastic, literally from the day that I landed in this beautiful city. So I'm just working to continue sharing the love that she told me to do. Well, uh, you are certainly doing that. Uh, you know, as I said, you know, you're not only well known, but you're well respected uh, for your for your journalistic craft. And you know, th- these days, uh, you know, from from the from the older days, uh, uh, you know, when I used to do this, and and, and e- even you, uh, the the whole the whole process of of, of news gathering uh, and the news dissemination, uh, you know, has has changed. Uh, you know, is is it to you? Uh, uh, and, and you know, there's 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 obviously competition. You know, there's like four channels here in this town, uh, so people. Uh, it's always been my philosophy that people watch who they like, and it, and they, and then there's a trust factor that goes along with that. Are you conscious of that as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyone in this business needs to be conscious of that because. Viewers, you know, they sometimes they just seriously like who they like. And that's kind of the bottom line. But, you know, whenever I tell some of the young reporters that come into the newsroom, every single day when you go out there, you're telling someone else's story. Mm-hmm. They're giving you that honor. I said, take it seriously. I said, it's very simple. Be truthful, be factual, be engaging. And I promise you, everything else will fall into place. I think that, you know, this media as it is, it does continue to evolve and change. You know, social media is playing a role that I never thought (laughs) I would see. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. It's huge. Um, But the foundation of journalism, the basis of journalism, that has not changed. This is not your story. It's their story. Simply tell the story. That's exactly right, and I mean, and I think that uh, uh, you know, if you if you, less words from a reporter and more words from the subject that you're trying to interview, uh, mm-hmm. depending on that, that really is what matters, and, and and because that is what you say is the story. You know, you mentioned uh, the social media component to this. 
which which is huge. A, a lot of people don't spend a lot of time sitting in front of a TV set. They get their news on the go. Uh, you know, you have a very active, uh, you know, website, and you know, you guys are always, you know, breaking stories and and things like that. Uh, you know, is it? But is it is it more exhausting these days, uh, Darcy, or in, in terms of? Trying to get you know uh, you know the, the information as much as information as you can to get it on the air is, is it I mean is it just is it there seems to be a lot of hustle and bustle that goes along with the business because there's so much going on all of the time and you have to try to stay on top of it uh, the best uh, you can would, would would you say that I mean that, that really is a bit of a challenge sometimes um, I would say that it is a challenge but I think it's like any business. You always have the bottom line and you have to reach the bottom line one way or the other. There are days where it's somewhat quiet in the newsroom, but there are days where it feels like you are literally humping, especially when there's breaking news that is happening. Um, but with our, especially with our new news director, his focus is you always need three sources when it's breaking. He is not one to just jump and put a story on. Mm -hmm. he, he needs to make sure that it has been supported, that it is factually accurate before we move forward ever. Um, his platform has always been, all we put on the air is the truth. And so sometimes that may take us, I need you to make a few more calls. You need to make a few more checks to make sure everything is accurate and mm -hmm. factual. Mm -hmm. And if that's what it takes, and yes, that may put us behind a station or two, but as long as our information is accurate, truthful, factual, that's what matters to our viewers. It's not necessarily how quickly we get that story on. It's how accurate, how factual. That's what they want to know. They want to make sure that this is a station that they can trust. And so sometimes you have to do a little bit of legwork and you're trying to, of course, beat every other station and newspaper and yeah. social media outlets. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You have to make sure that the uh, story is uh, accurate. Well, you know, you know, like I said at the outset, uh, you know, you all do a, a an amazing job. You and Daryl, uh, you know, work very well together. You know, as a team, uh, and and really, you know, helping each other, supporting each other. Uh, you know, and, and and getting through some of these stories are 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 very difficult. Uh, you know, to uh, to to put on uh, because you're talking about real life situations and circumstances with a lot of people out there. Uh, you know, but but you have to. You have to do kind of two things. You have to show empathy, but you also have to be professional in how you deliver the news. Am I correct in that? You are absolutely correct. You know, you know, Chip, there are sometimes stories that um, that we're airing and you're a human being. Yeah. You're a memphian, a long time memphian. You feel it just like our viewers are feeling it. And there are some days you want to go on and you want to say, this guy's a jerk. But you can't because you still have to be professional. Yeah. But you also just sometimes it's just in body language. And of course, it's what you say, but it's oftentimes just in body language, facial expressions. A viewer can tell how you're feeling about the story. Mm -hmm. They know if you're emotional, if they're emotional, it's all being felt back and forth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is one of those things that you just have to... And sometimes it's a little bit of a juggle, but I'm one of those people, oftentimes, my husband says it all the time, your face never lies. It True. doesn't lie. I'm not, I'm not a good liar. Never have been. <laughs> that's not my thing. Yeah. So if it's a story that's, if it's a story that is painful, if it's a story that is frustrating and makes you angry, trust me, I am feeling exactly what you're feeling. Well, listen, that's, that's what makes you who you are and why people 
Um, really love you in this town. Darcy Thomas, thank you for taking a few minutes. Uh, I know you have uh, you know, a couple more newscasts to do tonight, but uh, <laughs> I really thank you for coming on uh, Real Talk Memphis and uh, spending a few minutes with me. And I would like to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, if I don't talk to you beforehand, happy new year, happy 2023 as well. <laughs> It was an absolute honor. Thank you so much, Chip, for allowing me to uh, be a part of your platform. Thank you to all of your listeners and viewers as well. And you too have a wonderful Thanksgiving, a happy, uh, happy New Year, Merry Christmas, yeah, all yeah. of it. Let this be a, a safe, safe ending to this year. Absolutely, that Darcy. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. You have a wonderful day. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Darcy Thomas, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what a way to end the broadcast. Uh, it's been a really, really good broadcast uh, tonight. And listen, this is going to be uh, the last one before uh, Thanksgiving uh, for, for, for us. Uh, and, of course, I'm very thankful for, for you know, a lot of things. Uh, I will say this uh, at the outset. Uh, Nicole and Lola uh, are, are, are my, my rock in terms of how we put this show on each and every week. I couldn't do it without them, their support. Um, you know, helping to you know get these guests lined up and and and, and keep keep me straight. Uh, I do want to say before I get out of here, uh, two days from now it's the twenty third of uh, this month. Uh, a year ago on the twenty third, uh, I was not here. Uh, a year ago on the twenty third, um, at seven o'clock in the morning, uh, I donated a kidney uh, to a stranger in need. Uh, consequently, at 5 o'clock uh, on the 23rd, my wife received a kidney uh, from uh, someone uh, out there in the world who was kind enough to donate uh, uh, to help save her life. And uh, it's, it's been a year now. About a, it's been a year. And uh, she's, she's doing very well. And, um, you know, I'm just, just so very thankful uh, for the whole process uh, and, uh, you know, just how everything went. Uh, the Eastern Transplant Center over at uh, Methodist Le Bonner, uh, you know, wonderful folks. Uh, everything went off without a hitch. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it makes you feel good uh, to do something for someone else. So uh, as Lola plays this out, I just want to encourage each one of you uh, to do something for someone else. Do something outside of yourself. Uh, because that is really what life is all about. It's not about us. It's about what we can do to make life better for someone else. So listen, I want to wish each and every one of you all out there a very, very uh, happy, uh, healthy uh, Thanksgiving Day holiday. Uh, and uh, if, uh, of course, the Lord says so, we'll be back here next week uh, after the holiday is over uh, to start this thing all over again and try to do it a bit better. Uh, so uh, in the meantime and between time, please, uh, be safe out there. Watch out for yourself and watch out for each other. And uh, as I said earlier, for Lola, for Nicole, and for, well, Chip, we are Real Talk Memphis. We are out. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>